Hello everybody from beautiful Carson City, Nevada. It is the CC and JT Amateur Hour where production, production values, values go, go to die. die. Sitting across the table for me is CC. And across from me is JT. And you have your weekly experience, you poor, poor people, of a writer's podcast where you have a... Two people of a certain age, you know, doing the blah, blah, blah thing. Basically, it's just an excuse to drink coffee. But yes. we like to talk about writing. Um, we've been doing this for a few years. We're not particularly successful. So hopefully by outlining our experiences, you will avoid our path and become successful. That is our hope anyway. And success is a matter of opinion. Yeah, success is a matter of opinion. So um, we've, got, uh, we've got a busy podcast today. We've got uh, things to talk about, things to chat about. And the first thing that's on the list is going to be summer. It is summer, yes. Yeah. Is our basement dry? Have you been yeah. down there? It is. There are still damp spots along the cracks in the floor, but for the most part, there are no puddles. That's yay! But both of the pumps are still going because there is a lot of snow melt coming down from the mountains. Oh, uh, that's not good. But we got to keep those pumps going. So that's that's uh, that's the uh, win- that's the uh, season news for the day. It's uh, we have a momentary hot spell uh, where it'll be. Uh, in the 90s here mm-hmm. and then it's going to drop down into the 80s for the rest of the week so that that's good that should be nice that should be nice and no rain Ugh. It'd be nice to have a break from the rain for the yeah. longest time we we're like oh we would love clouds and maybe a little sprinkle but now we're kind of like nope 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 we're done yeah. with the rain thank well, you it's like i told you when you were in vegas uh we had one night of just an absolute downpour you know it was sort of like that hailstorm except it was rain Ugh. and it was it just came down boom and it's like, it wasn't in the forecast. It just happened. And that's what happens when you live in the Sierra Highlands. Yes. Sometimes you get these uh, surprise downfalls. Uh, what else do we want to talk about in the way of local events? Um, let's start with our works in progress first, yep. because we're going we're gonna to talk about your adventures. Yes. So uh, works And in you pro- should talk about yours first, because mine will segue into our adventure, or my adventure. Okay, so... Um, what it is, is I have two works in progress going, one I call the Nevada book and one I call the space book. And the Nevada book has just hit this brick wall and I've got writer's block on it and everything. And so um, this is the value of having two manuscripts going at the same time. Is So um, I've decided to go back to my space book, but I'm not working on the 13,000 word one. I've started it completely over from scratch because um, frankly, it, the, the first draft was boring. <laughs> so... Um, I'm, I've, I've started it and, uh, what CC and I are doing now is, uh, we've inflicted upon ourselves a regular schedule. So yes, six thirty every night, we're going to be in front of our computers writing no matter what. And the reason for that is that I am still working a day job. So six thirty gives me a little time to have dinner and depressurize before we sit down at the computer. But, um, it, it's worked for us in the past. We did, um, we did like a writing thing, like a hundred days, hundred days, I think. Yes. Of doing that. And it really worked out. And so that's what we're doing. We're just going to sit in front of the computer at 6.30 every night and uh, and go there. Now, before we get into your work in progress and segue into the main thing, is there any other local things going on? Um, Not really. I think uh, for the most part, weather right now. Um, we are. I just finished my birthday month, which was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. We are now in your birthday month Ooh. and the birthday month of our, both our eldest and our son-in-law. Yeah. So um, it's a big birthday month for us, not to mention for people who celebrate the nation's birthday, yeah, yeah. July 4th. So um, it's a big celebratory month for a lot of people. Woo! Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, alrighty. Um, so I'm going to cover for CC while she takes another drink of coffee and, you know, loosens up the uh, tonsils and all that. Oh, wait, you don't have, <laughs> I don't have tonsils anymore. You don't anymore. have tonsils anymore. Uh, so um, let's let's talk about your work in progress and then segue into your big adventure, which we will call Viva Las Vegas. It was definitely a Viva Las Vegas trip. But the... So my work in progress is something I have been working on for many years now, and it is a romance that deals with a an actor, and the female character actually works in um, Hollywood, but is not an actress. She's more of an average person, quote unquote, and um, how they meet and blah, 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 without giving too much away. So it was based on my experience is with my oldest at conventions in the past. And some of the idea was from her. It has evolved a little bit since that first came about. But in the process of traveling this past week, also with my eldest, as we were celebrating our mutual birthdays together, because we are about 10 days apart, I think, birthday-wise. So we celebrated in between because her birthday actually is July 4th. And going out on July 4th is never fun. It was still a very busy trip. Uh, there were a lot of people at the airport. Very, I mean, for the most part, it was good. Flying in and out of Reno is always an adventure. If anybody's ever done it, you know exactly what I mean. It's an e-ticket ride. Yeah, it's uh, when you, especially the coming in. The especially coming the coming in, in coming yes. over the mountains. It's like it's like you're taking two or three stairs down at the same time. Yes. Yeah, boom, 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 boom. Like a sudden elevator drop or something where yeah. it's uh, you lose your lunch sometimes. Yeah, we've had an adventure about that too. So Yes. So um, And actually, it was a little bumpy going into Vegas also because the, the weather down there. Vegas, by the time we got there, uh, we went down on the 27th. They had not hit 100 degrees yet. For more than 290 days, which is a, a record for them. I think they were up to 294 days of lower than 100 degree temperatures. Yeah, they finally broke that though. They but... finally did. It did feel like it was 100, though they never officially said it was while we were there, but we were on the strip, so it got very hot. But the, um, so we went down as a celebratory trip, and the main part of the celebration was to go to a show. In one very specific show in particular, which my kids have been trying to get me to see for years. So anyone who is familiar with the Magic Mike movies, there is a show in Vegas called Magic Mike Live. Um, I guess Channing Tatum has actually shown up at the show probably when it first opened because it's like Channing Tatum Presents, but it's a bunch of other male dancers, basically, with a female MC. And there is a story behind the show. Um, I was very embarrassed about the whole idea of going to the show because this was my 60th birthday. I believe there were women there older than me. Um, there was one woman on stage. She was adorable. The uh, so I'm sorry, I, adorable in what way? She was up singing and dancing and having a good time. I mean, she was an older Asian woman. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so petite. She had the short gray hair. Um, I'm not sure how old she would have been because I am terrible at judging ages now. But she, not the least bit embarrassed, she was up there with a, one of the male dancers and they were just dancing together and it was so cute. It was it was adorable. And that was my fear was that 
you know, adorable is one thing. Um, a male review, you would not think it would be adorable. But there were parts of the show that were um, somewhat sweet. The the dancer who played the Magic Mike character, which Channam, Channing Tatum plays in the movie, he was, oh, um, British. Mm-hmm. Obviously a trained ballet dancer because some of his aerial pirouettes and things were so clean and sharp and just the amount of physical prowess of these dancers was amazing. And that was the part of the show that I enjoyed the most. But this actually plays into my work in progress because we did the VIP experience. This was my eldest's birthday present to me. She set us up with a full experience. We had a concierge. Thank you, Amber. Um, Turns out that Amber actually grew up in Carson City also. Went to high school with one of our kids. At the same time, I don't think they knew each other. But uh, so Amber met us at the the Magic Mike office and escorted us to our dinner at this beautiful Italian restaurant. I can't remember the name of it. It was something like Bella or, but we had a set menu because it was part of the show package, which also came with some champagne. And uh, so Eldest and I had this beautiful table by a window with, you know, tacky Las Vegas souvenir shop across the street, great view. But the restaurant itself was gorgeous. The food was amazing. I think the chef was Michelin starred chef. Um, And so, oh, and as part of the experience, Eldest also booked us into a salon where we had makeup and hair done in advance, which I've never had, I've had my hair done, obviously, I've never had makeup done. And it was at uh, Paris, Las Vegas in, the Le Salon at Paris. <laughs> That's I've not told the name you, of it. you can make any word French just by adding Adding Le or La. Yeah. So the salon, I don't remember the name of that offhand either, but the uh, that was a fun experience because we each took turns. One of us was in hair while the other was in makeup. And there were maybe one or two other women in there aside from the, the staff. So we were all talking back and forth and chatting. And, you know, they were giving us bottles of cool water. And we we're just having a great time getting ready and then um, we went back to the room and dressed and met up with Amber. So as we were having dinner, um, part of what I provided for this experience was uh, we each got a birthday sash and a tiara. So we stood out, you know, the hair, the makeup, the dresses, the sash and the tiara. And uh, we were getting a lot of attention. (laughs) I mean, Obviously, that was the whole point. We were having a very special night. Everybody was wishing us happy birthday and everything. So after the dinner experience, we again met up with Amber. Uh, Actually, no, we didn't. Amber had to hand us off to someone because she ended up in a meeting briefly. Uh, So we went up to the Magic Mike Theater, and they have a bar outside of the theater area. So it's one of those pre-show lounge type things with a very interesting lighting and a couple of bartenders and of course all of the staff standing around being very helpful and we had our first experience where they actually had a booth roped off roped off for us so we were well first we did the red carpet photos which we did not get because they were just the two of us and we have photos of ourselves but when we went in they uh they dropped the rope and put us in our little booth you know one of the semi-circular booths and we got more champagne (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so at this point, I had reached um, giggling status. I, I yeah. go through sleepy and into giggling. 
Yeah, we, we our listeners probably have heard before about how you someone it, opens a sniff. bottle of champagne in the room. Yes, you you start to get giggling after a couple of drinks. You're out. Yes. Well, in this situation, I got sleepy during dinner. I was not drinking a lot of the champagne, but I did sip it. And by the time we started having the champagne, and actually they provided pineapple juice. So we had pineapple mimosas, which, oh, were amazing. And um, so at this point, I was loose and giggling, and we were, like, waving it. We'd run into some women on the way to the theater and had been chatting, so we were waving at them across the, the bar area. And a lot of other women started coming in. We had people who were brides-to-be, people who were celebrating their 21st birthday, some other tiaras and sashes, and then just random people who were out for an evening of fun. So uh, we sat there for a while and Amber asked us if we wanted to go into the theater yet because the, the seating in the theater was basically just wooden chairs. We did not get the uh, sofa, which for reasons I will discuss momentarily, <laughs> but the uh, we were at a table right behind the sofa. So it was a small cocktail table with four chairs around it. And uh, so she actually came and got us kind of at the last minute before the show started. So we wouldn't spend too much time there. We were enjoying the padded um, booth area prior to that. So, you know, I'm soaking in all the experience and it does factor into the book I'm writing because for example, I had talked about my actor being in the makeup chair without actually having been in a makeup chair. So now I can kind of describe that a little better and the hair and the, the experience of a lot of people looking at us and, you know, the pointing and talking and laughing. And, you know, so kind of that, um, semi-celebrity we weren't celebrities obviously but just that being a center of attention like that type of situation so that is helping me to uh, fine-tune some of what I'm working on with my book right now so then we get to showtime now the Magic Mike Theater I believe it was initially at the Hard Rock Hotel but it is now at, C at the Sahara at Las Vegas which is one of the older hotels at the upper end of the strip and it is, uh, it's still styled in a vintage way, though it's been updated. It's a very nice hotel, actually. I really liked it. The theater was built, from what I hear, since Eldest went to the show at the Hard Rock, it's a very similar theater. It's, you would say kind of that it's in the round, even though it's a square space, and it's two levels. So there are the sofas immediately around the stage. And then there are cocktail tables right behind that. And then you go up a level and there are more tables and, you know, obviously the cheaper seats. And then there are also seats up on the upper level. So this is a very intimate, up close and personal type of situation. And it is a group, I lost count. They started out with five men, um, but it exponentially grew throughout the course of the show. There may have been more than a dozen men on stage at one point, possibly even, I don't know if it was 20, but it was a lot of men. <laughs> and the, you know, these men, as I mentioned before, are very athletic, they're in their prime, they're very skillful dancers, acrobats. Um, they have personalities for sure, because each of them kind of specialized in an area some of them were solo dancers some of them would sing um, some of them were doing uh, going across the ceiling like throwing rose petals they were there was a track up there and they were on like a almost like a mini zip line type of situation so they would go over and drop fake rose petals on everybody so they each had like a time to shine throughout the course of the show 
But of course, then you have Magic Mike, the main character. And the story was kind of revolving around him and the MC. There were a couple of women who were planted in the audience that were part of the show, but there were also women pulled up onto the stage who were just attending the show. Um, my first experience, and it was right away at the beginning of the show, as I said, there were five men on stage at first, and they were dressed like the village people. So you had the, the police officer, the firefighter, the... Uh, did not have Construction did not have the Native American. Um, we had a man in a naval uniform. So I had been assured that I would not become the center of attention in any of this situation. <laughs> However... In a normal situation, it would not have been me that was chosen, but the seat next to me that was right on the aisle was empty because the person in that seat showed up late and missed the first number or two. So the naval officer uh, comes off the stage and is doing this, and um, I'm sure this is all pre-planned and choreographed, and they go specifically for this seat for every show. They may go back and forth across the aisle. But, of course heads directly for me and a lot of the show involves lap dancing which I was terrified of having this happen didn't really want it to happen and of course it happened so quickly that I didn't even I was told that I could say no and just couldn't at that point my brain went blank because I had been drinking and so I'm just it wasn't an official lap dance he came out and uh, he stood behind my chair I'm sure there was movement back there, but I was not paying attention. There was brief contact with one of my thighs and my back since my dress was open. Uh, it had a little cutout in the back. So that was one and done. Got that out of the way. Kind of spent the rest of the show terrified that I might get an actual lap dance because it did get very much more risque throughout the course of the show and they were wearing a lot less clothing. But overall, it was a very enjoyable experience and wasn't as embarrassing as I thought it would be because everybody was having such a good time. Everybody was, you know, a lot of people had had a few drinks and they were relaxed and a lot of them were celebrating. And it was a very uh, empowering kind of environment. There were men in the audience. Some of them were heterosexual, some not. There were actually three men on one of the sofas who were gay that were having a great time because they got a lot of personalized attention and the whole audience was going wild. So it was pretty, um, you know, high powered, a lot of lights and noise and um, interactions and flowers. And, you know, just there was a, um, a water um, act type of thing with the two of the dancers that was absolutely beautiful. And there was also a couple who did an aerial act which was very beautiful. It was a little, if you're familiar with Cirque shows, it was something along those lines. So there was a lot of variety and um, it was about an hour, an hour and a half show. And then after that, since we had gotten the VIP package, uh, my daughter and I were the only VIPs for this show because they do sh two shows a night. We were taken backstage, backstage um, kind of down this aisle toward the back of the theater and then into a separate area, went up a couple floors in an elevator to the uh, meet and greet lounge, the VIP area, where we got up close and personal with four of the dancers. Again. Again. Um, I mean, they're actually very nice young men. We had some nice chats, got a lot of photos, and uh, you know, we're still 
tiaras, sashes. We're talking about birthdays and they were saying that, you know, I have such a good daughter for giving me this as my birthday present. And of course I agreed. And so that part of the show also helped to factor into my uh, work in progress because part of what happens in my book is a photo opportunity with celebrities. And obviously, you know, I'm not starstruck about the dancers or anything. I think they look like, you know, maybe 20-ish, 30-ish. I'm probably old enough to be their mother, if not more. And I didn't look at them in that way at all. So I wasn't having some of the experiences that I am writing into my book, but it, it kind of reminded me of the whole idea of going in for the photo op and how those things are set up with the backdrop. And, you know, they, they joke with you and they get you all um, pumped up so that you, you have the best photo and the best experience possible. So that whole night was very overwhelming, but it did provide a lot of good fodder for the writing that I am doing. So that was the big part of our Vegas experience. We did a few other things also. Yeah, and I want to talk about that because after spending, what, 10, 15 minutes talking about this experience, that wasn't the high point of the trip. Now, we, I don't want to say it's an obsession or it's a fetish. Oh, yes. But uh, but there, you had a niche that got scratched. Yes. You, um, <laughs> and, uh, and you got to go to the... Coca-Cola store. Now... You know, you would think most women would be like, oh my gosh, Magic Mike, this is amazing. The high point of my trip was the Coca-Cola store. Magic Mike was a close second, but uh, I am a collector of Coca-Cola memorabilia. And the we actually ended up at the M&M store first. Both of these are down on the south end of the strip near MGM Grand, which massive hotel casino easy to get lost in. We actually had to ask for help to get out of the hotel to find the Coca-Cola store because it, we were completely lost. There was no yellow brick road. And I kept thinking they should have one. But uh, so we went to the M&M store, which was four stories, and it was a little disappointing. But right next door to the M&M store was the Coca-Cola store, which has a massive bottle, the mm. classic Coca-Cola bottle on the exterior with a glass elevator in it, which we did not ride because it was getting pretty warm and didn't want to be in there. But that store, uh, stepping in there, my daughter was laughing because I walked in, didn't even think about it. She grabbed a basket for me because she knew I was going to need something other than my hands to, <laughs> to buy a few things. And uh, I we had so much fun in there. The one thing we did not do that we wish we had but we had been eating so much we couldn't. Um, they do flights of drinks like mm. Coca-Cola for very, from various parts of the world because other countries have different flavors that we don't have. So you get eight, I think, different types of flavors. And we saw a lot of people doing it, but it just would have been too much. So that's something you and I may have to go back and do someday. Yeah, we may have to. We, we may, may have may. to. Okay. I would like to go back there. Okay, so let's. Uh, this is a, a writing pad podcast. Yes. So let's circle back around and talk about uh, applying your experience uh, to your book. And you've already mentioned some things, but uh, one thing I'm curious is, as you said, a main character or the main character is a normal kind of person, and we we've, yeah. we've talked about that as uh, as a tool in the writer's tool chat. Right. Uh, what you do is you sort of have a normal person and mm -hmm. have everybody else seem weird, but you know, so people can sort of relate to the normal person. Mm -hmm. You know, one example maybe you know is like the the doctor in Northern Northern Exposure, who right. comes from New York and is transported to Alaska, and you know, right. talk about two that's ends a good of the, two ends of the yes. scale. 
That's a good example. So, um, so how normal is this person going to be now that you've seen this, and you know that now they'll be doing these things? So, how normal is this person? Is this person you? Well, no, the person is not me, but it's kind of based on experiences that I have had. I don't work in the field. I actually have her as a personal assistant to another celebrity. Mm -hmm. So she is the type of person that makes all the arrangements, you know, very busy working person. So in the course of the Magic Mike experience, she would kind of relate to Amber, Mm -hmm. where it's like she's working behind the scenes to make sure everything goes smoothly deals with all the you know the drama that most of us deal with on the day-to-day basis making sure appointments go smoothly you know people get where they need to be at the right time things like that whereas the actor has all of that done for him Mm -hmm. and it's not that he's not a normal person he's just been taken out of that by you know his experience as an actor and becoming a very well-known and popular one so um the person is you know, deals with all of our normal day-to-day situations in a Hollywood kind of way. Okay. So my thinking here is, or my question here is, is um, um, people relate to when main characters are sort of knocked out of their comfort zone. Yes. You know, taken out of their comfort zone. But it sounds like your character is going to, that's going to be a struggle for you because you already have your main character Hollywoodized and so they've seen some things right. and I don't I'm not asking you to give away give away your plot points but it right. seems like there would be value to find ways to get her out of her comfort zone to get her exposed to some of this stuff is that is that has that been part of the thought process well part of what the the story is that this actor is has what you would quote unquote call a superpower in that People just kind of lose it around him. And we've seen things like this with the Beatles, for example. Oh, or Elvis Presley. You know, the, yeah, it's a cult. It's, in a, yeah. it's like they're not a real person. They're like a god or something. Yeah. And, you know, that um, people don't react to them in a normal, quote unquote, way. Yeah. Obviously, this person working as a celebrity assistant doesn't have the stars in her eyes. Mm-hmm. And for the first time when she meets him, there is something going on there that she's not used to with the other celebrities that she has worked with. So there is, you know, just because she's working in this environment doesn't mean that she can't have an experience that's outside of her normal frame of reference. Yeah, and I think that's important too because um, because obviously uh, in all books, in all fiction, you know, there, there's, you know, there's the character, there's the problem, and then there's the, the mystery of solving the problem. Right. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious how you're going to resolve that with somebody who's already sort of on the inside of the business, so mm-hmm. to speak, but, and uh, doesn't have the stars in their eyes that many people would have. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, you present the problem and how you solve the problem. Well, you did see the first draft of it. It will be a little different from what you've read previously. So hopefully I have resolved some of the issues that you saw in that first draft. But I think overall the story works well because she's not so she's not so much a fish out of water that she's really floundering. Mm-hmm. But it is outside of her normal experience and she's trying to figure out why. Yeah. And I think, uh, again, you know, finding some way, or, and I don't want you to write your book for you or suggest you or anything like that, but anything like you can do to knock her off her feet, you know, oh, yeah. get her out of her comfort zone is probably something, you know, that, that people would be, be interested in. And, again, and that does happen in the first chapter is that, like I said, she's used to being in the celebrity fishbowl type of environment, but on the sidelines and events conspire mm-hmm. to throw her out of that. And she's 
outside of her comfort zone big time. Okay. That sounds good. Um, is there anything else that, um, you know, sticks in your brain from your Viva Las Vegas experience that you can apply to your book? Well, a lot of it has to do with the whole idea of celebrity and idolizing certain types of people and how that interaction happens between the so-called normal people versus the people who are being idolized. So it was a good refresher into some of the things because now I've had many years since the initial experience that kind of caused this idea to come about in the first place. So it was a good refresher on that. And, uh, you know, it's nice that since we were doing the VIP experience and things like that, it gave me a little bit more insight because previous experience, I was more like in the crowd with everybody else. This was a little bit taste of what happens when you do get a lot of attention. And we both decided at the end of the night that we enjoyed it. It was very nice because we were celebrating mutual milestone birthdays. But we got back to our room and we could not wait to wash off the makeup and you know all the stuff out of the hair and get back into our normal clothes and be normal people. Whereas, you know, with my main character in the book, he can't do that mm -hmm. because he is so well known anytime. I mean, celebrities do on occasion dress in a way that kind of disguises them. And maybe if they're out in public and they're not in their normal sphere, they might not be recognized as easily, but it's harder for them to hide going back to Beatles or Elvis or something. They can't just walk around in public and, you know, do their day-to-day -day thing. So it was a good, if minor, um, experience about people just staring at you wherever you go. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So it'll be interesting to see how you translate that. No idea when these bo this book is going to get published, though, right? You're going to try for I'm this I'm hoping year? for late this year, early next year. I yeah. think now that I've gotten the initial draft worked out and have a better handle on the story, I think the next version should come out more quickly. Okay. And okay. actually, Eldest, I don't know if she actually will, but she said she might read it also to see if I translated the feeling of our experience in Las Vegas well. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and, you know, she's very literary herself, although she won't write any books, but I no. figured that's only, well, a, that's only a matter Maybe of time. someday, but yeah. um, not the same type of books that we write. She, yeah. uh, she has other interests, which, you know, yeah, everyone does. Yep, which is fine, which is fine, which is fine. Okay, uh, so that's the report from Las Vegas, woo. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Bob, just for the record, anybody uh, has any questions, Southwest Airlines is still the pit. I don't think it's just Southwest. I think airlines in general. We yeah. were talking with one of the Uber drivers about her experience. I think she ended up with Spirit or something. Trying to find a decent flight these days is difficult. There used to be a lot of direct Reno to Vegas and back flights that don't seem to exist anymore. And people are being routed to like Phoenix or Salt Lake City or yeah. weird places. And it makes your trip so much longer. It's about a 45 to 50 minute flight once you get in the air from Reno to Vegas. It's a very short hop and not having direct flights is miserable. Yeah, and we we experienced some of that when we did yes. our French trip, France trip, so. All righty, all righty, all righty. Um, all right, well, this turned into a, an interesting podcast to say the least. Uh, is there anything else we want to chat about? Yeah. Well, um, did anything exciting other than the rainstorm happen while I was out partying in Vegas? You know, the skies were dark. <laughs> they fell. Life stopped, as it always does when you're not here. Actually, bum, bum, bum. that's what? very sweet. But yeah, um, 
based on my experiences and the type of show that I went to, mm. and since we have been in a long-term monogamous relationship, mm -hmm. what are your feelings about me having had this experience? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's no, I don't mean it that way. I'm with the, in the way that I mean it is, you know, okay, well, I'm glad you had fun. Okay. But I'm not, if you're, I'm wondering if there are any hint of me feeling threatened or anything like that. No, absolutely no, I, not. No, no, no. No, because I'm not normally that kind of person in the first yeah. place. And these men are all so young. Yeah. <laughs> I did not yeah. look at them that way at all. And um, if listeners are wondering, I have never done a similar show, you know, where, um, where you know, genders are all swapped and you right. know, that kind of thing. Nor do I ever plan to. It just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, when, as Paul Newman said, you know, once said, when you have steak, why go to any place else? Aww. Oh, bum. I uh, did see couples at the show. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of heterosexual couples there. I believe one of them left during the show, which we couldn't quite figure out because going in, you would kind of figure that they knew. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't going to be the experience that they yeah they, there were three movies about it <laughs> yes yeah, so, so I'm not quite sure why they walked out but it was uh, I was actually surprised that I saw as many males or yeah. male presenting people there as I did and it you know I think in some ways it would be enjoyable for anyone who just enjoys dancing mm -hmm. and you know the aerial and there is like I said a bit of a story to it so it's not just Right. Male gazy, even or female gazy. I'm not sure which direction that would go, but it there is obviously some of that. Especially the there were women who were definitely there for that experience. The one in front of me was getting a little touchy feely, yeah. uh, but I'm sure the dancers seem to know how to address that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I th I think we pretty much really got this one uh, taken care of. So let's let these folks get back to their real life. Real so, life? What's that? What? Oh, oh, that's no tomorrow. Yeah. Real life is a relative, not absolute. So here we go. Uh, so you can hear this podcast and other podcasts and check out our blog posts and our links to social media, uh, including Twitter for however long it exists. Uh, let's not go there. Yeah. Um, at our website at www.cursonhume.com, you can learn all about us and you can learn more about us and you can contact us if you want. And let us know what you think about things, because we would love to hear from anybody that listens to this and wondering, you know, why they listen to it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and if you're at all interested in any more details about my experience, I will be happy to share kind of the, um, whether I thought the experience was even worthwhile. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, well, you didn't pay for it, so. No, that is true. But uh, I think overall it was a good experience. Yep. So, um, so here from uh, the Coca-Cola headquarters in northern Nevada, <laughs> sitting across from me is CC. And across from me is JT. We hope that you have a wonderful week, and we hope that you have a very safe and quiet 4th of July. Yes. Remember your pets. Really remember your pets. And yes. If you, if, if you can get away with it, don't do fireworks, folks. Anyway, take care. Talk to you later. Bye.